Hello everyone and welcome to Cup of Three. My name is Ashley. I'm joined as always by my friend and co-host Mabel and fiance and co-host Agu. How are you guys doing? Hello. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> this is your first time joining us. We are a podcast covering reality shows on love and relationships. Right now we are covering Married at First Sight season 12. Today we'll, we will be talking about episode nine, Three Little Words, where the couples are getting to the point where they're not so subtly prompted to say I love you to each other if they are ready <laughs> through the cue cards that are dropped mm-hmm. off at their apartments. Mm-hmm. I love how they do this. It's just like, um, right. this is about the stage where we need new content. Can you guys please have the love conversation? <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. Um, okay, so let's just start with the the big bomb of the episode, which was Chris and Paige. <laughs> Let him go, Paige. <laughs> Let him go. Please. Stop. I don't want to watch them anymore. Can we can we get them off the show? Like what do we have to do? I'm tired of them. I'm tired. You can see Paige was so done. She walked out and she was like, I cannot with you anymore. And then the producer was like, Can you actually go back and keep talking to him? Like, let's see if there's something more to salvage. I'm like, No, please. Well, to be fair to the producer, they're like, You could tell him not to call you again. And somehow she went back to say that and then it went into like <laughs> Hi, I'm Paige. Let's restart. Restart to what? You never had a good moment. Just I just, I honestly didn't understand where that came from because everything we saw leading up to that was like, she was ready to go. She was fine Mm -hmm. with it. She was like, you're wasting my time. I'm not about this. And so I really don't know if there was a part of the conversation that we missed, if there is some other thing happening, it doesn't make any sense to me. It really does not. (laughs) And the thing is, she even knows it because she's telling Pastor Dwight, like, you know what? This is entering fool me twice territory. Like, fool me mm-hmm. once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on Like, thank you. You're getting it. So you know this is a joke and you should not be doing this anymore. What is this? <laughs> I mean, Chris called them together because he wanted to complain about her meeting his friend. And it turned into, let's get back together. How? How did that conversation... <laughs> Well, we discussed, we discussed a theory about this that, so <laughs> what I think may have happened is that the meeting that Chris set up between Mercedes and Paige was, and mm-hmm. I, I talked about this last time, that he was like trying to get Mercedes to not see Paige as a threat so that she would be cool with moving on with him in a relationship with their little family and everything. Mm-hmm. And then this this comes out that Mercedes is not trying to be with him <laughs> and mm-hmm. that she's not keen on that idea. And so now Chris is like, oh, maybe I should have kept my options open. So it feels like he's now kind of backpedaling and being like, maybe I should make this thing with Paige work. So he's just waffling back and forth, back and forth. And also, I don't know if this is shitty to say, but it seems like he has a very high sex drive and like both of his options are now gone. Exactly. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. He waited four days and he was like, um, uh... (laughs) Like, he literally, during our conversation, he's like, you know, I'm sorry that I put you through this. You shouldn't have to be someone's option. He's ratting on himself. Like, he, like that's the only reason they're having this conversation. He's like, mm-hmm. uh, all right, I mean, you're a good backup option. I'm like, Paige, please. He's not, what is, I like, I don't understand. I don't understand what she sees in him that yeah. keeps bringing her back. Like, I don't know. Like, I... 
I think I've, I've seen this in some girls that just go back um, just because, like, hey, the sex was good. He's cute. He, you know, has money and, like, not that she wants his money, but, like, it's someone to have by her side as some sort of potential security. And I think, like, she, and even, what what did she say when she was talking? I think it was in the one-on-one, like, with the, just with the camera of, like, I I just really wanted my marriage to work. I didn't want this to happen. And yeah. she is kind of alluding to, like, it. W- she wishes it could still be savaged. And I was like, salvaged? I'm just like, mm, mm-hmm. this is one you need to realize that being single is sometimes okay. <laughs> and it's better than being in a bad relationship. Exactly. I think she just doesn't want to be divorced in any yeah. little sign of hope that she doesn't have to be divorced because she's the one that has a lot of divorce in her I mean a lot of the people on this season have a lot of divorce in their family and that's like a thing that Mm -hmm. you know it makes you feel a different type of way about marriage like I can relate my parents are divorced and I have evolved my thinking about marriage quite a bit over my life Mm -hmm. but I could understand that if she feels like maybe there's any glint of a, a shimmer of light somewhere that maybe they can make it work and maybe this is just like a bad start and they can somehow reset and it'll be okay that like maybe that bait is a little tempting when you're feeling Mm -hmm. like kind of just down about the idea of like having to start over with someone new like Mm -hmm. I could get that I think I'd rather just focus on like Chris what are you doing kind of a thing because he's just being so like Again, just the waffling thing. Like, he can't make right. up his mind about what he wants. Like, just just leave everyone alone and figure out your own crap. Yeah. And the way that Paige keeps talking about it, she keeps talking about this hope of, like, hey, maybe it'll get better. And, like, maybe I'm just, I've been looking at it the wrong way this whole time. First of all, no, you haven't. And Don't, don't gaslight yourself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, and then, so I was trying to, like, think yourself. of the analogy as I was, like, preparing but like so think of like a car right think of a straightforward chevy right like if you're looking for a cadillac you can never turn a chevy into a cadillac like it will like and this is where chris is right now he is not to not to put a ding on chevy but he is like subpar at best <laughs> hey, chevy's chevy's are garbage anyway like you're not wrong <laughs> I mean, they're not gonna sponsor us. It's the truth. Like, don't don't drive a Chevy. Maybe what do you, they do want you... to. We'll take their money. Do you like not like the person listening to this? Do you just not want a car that works in five years? Is that why you buy a Chevy? Like, there's no reason. No. Get a Toyota. Get a Honda. Like the rest of people who know what they're doing, and just move on. With, like, don't buy. Just because it's American, it's garbage. Uh-huh. Don't lie to yourself. But that's know. a good analogy, though, because it's like. If it's not really about like where you're going, but being in the right car, that's yeah. one thing. If it's about where you're going, then it doesn't matter what the car is. If it's about going the distance, that's a different type of car. If you just want to get around the corner, hey, that's a that's a whole different kind of car. <laughs> it works. And 1997 works. It's it's. I'm really uh, Ashley. You like when you mention it's very weird to say your name. I'm okay, but it's you mentioning the. I don't. That she doesn't want the divorce in the her like mm-hmm. early scenes didn't she say like she wants to break the curse of divorce or something that's right. like that mm-hmm. like that's right 
I, I really do. I think you have a point there where like she is viewing this as I got to do whatever I got to do to make this work. Um, and that is, again, the right mentality to have for this experiment. The problem is Chris is trash. Like that's the yeah. problem. So it's like, I don't know. So there's that. But then the other part is throughout the season, I just felt really bad for Paige. I was like, this mm -hmm. is unfair. You've been put in a situation that you don't deserve to be in. You know, I was angry at the show. I was angry at Chris. I was angry at everybody. And at this point, this is on you. Like, you know, I, I hate, I hate to, to, to say this, but why do you, like, he is giving you every out at this yeah. point. Like, this is on you now. Like, it, and it's funny, like, they, they show that scene of them restarting and then the previews is him saying the exact same line uh, i don't think my heart is in this it's he's literally running the same play like it's not even he's not changing things up like it's the same play over and over again he keeps on scoring maybe you should like mm -hmm. change your defense or something here it's just yeah yeah it's very unfortunate and and uh the uh, last thing because <laughs> i feel like i'm just ranting on them but Chris's pastor friend is the reason why I don't get involved in people's relationships. Like, mm. this is the exact reason why. Like, he basically was like, hey, Paige, even though Chris is my friend, I feel bad about what's happening. And he was, like, empathizing with her. Now that they're back together again, he's the mm. bad guy. Like, just stay out of people's business. Just stay. Eric, Virginia, stay out of people's business. Like, just... <laughs> leave people alone because when they get back together now you're the asshole now you're the bad guy so i just it's so unfortunate and that just that killed me the thing though with them i totally get eric should stay out of their business because he's like no one to them like this is someone who just met a stranger but the pastor is one of his best friends like what do you want me to lie to your face? Like, no, a good friend is going to tell you the truth and is going to be there and, you know, hey, you may not want to hear it, but like, you know, I'm here for you, not here to make you feel good kind of thing. It's like, I'm actually going to say what I feel. And that kind of pissed me off because now that he was honest and not just, you know, making you sound good <laughs> and saying mm -hmm. pretty things about you, you don't want to talk to him again. Like, actually, that's your loss, Chris, because that sounds like a really good friend. Yeah, and it makes it makes me wonder though if like Dwight even wants to be his friend after seeing all of this. Uh, yeah, because he threw That's... him. Let's he threw him under the bus. If we're being yeah, honest, he didn't, like he didn't pull any punch, like that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Chris was reacting real time when the episode was going on. Like I don't know who shared this, but you could like see him like writing all this stuff about. I thought like basically saying that like the pastor was trying to pair page with another one of his friends i'm like maybe the pastor's like hey chris is garbage here's another person who's better for you i'm okay with that a split second it crossed my mind like maybe pastor is like you know what actually can i replace you like i mean he's he's married i think but like a friend way like 
Oh, okay. Oh. Paige is a better person to have as your in your friends like friend circle than Chris. I mean, at least she enunciates her words and doesn't just mumble constantly. I'm just okay. I'm hating on Chris too much, but just <laughs> just stop, man. Go away. There's nothing good to say about Chris. Go away. I, I have a hard time with the the thing about kind of blaming Paige because honestly, I don't know how to look at it fairly because I I feel like there's something to be said for like someone knowing that something needs to happen, but they're not willing to completely jump and do it at a certain time. There has to be the timing that works for them. Like it's, I, I'm just thinking like on looking back at different decisions I've made where like, I knew that something was a problem and I didn't fix it until mm -hmm. later, or I didn't address it until later, or I put mm -hmm. it off. I just wasn't ready to do it. Like, from things as little as like getting an oil change all the way to like starting therapy you know what I mean and so I wonder if this is something that Paige is experiencing where she knows logically that Chris is a bad match for her all of this stuff but maybe she's not completely ready yet to come to terms with like I'm in a relationship that will end in a divorce and this is not going to be my forever person this isn't going to be the man that God wants me to be with, whatever. And, and so I'm, I'm trying, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I, I just feel gross being like Paige deserves this now or something, because I think Chris is really manipulative and mm -hmm. in the situation that she's in, she's kind of vulnerable to that. But also like, I get, she sees it and like sees mm -hmm. what's going on and everything. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel really weird about it. <laughs> Yeah. That's totally I mean, makes sense. But he's not like he's manipulative the way like our dogs are like, oh, I didn't get a snack when like you <laughs> really gave them a snack. Like we can like it's on that like he's going to this is from what we've seen, he's behaving the way unfortunately we expect him to behave. So that's why like I I don't want to take the blame away from him. Um, like I, I initially thought, what was it like episode one or episode two that like he was going to get back with his ex. Like I, you know, the moment he said, oh, she's not attractive. And then we kind of heard the rumblings that this other person had a child. I fully understand trying to make it work with my ex-fiance, mother of my child, as he uses the, his, uh, his title. Like I get that. And I was okay with that and I fully and I, that's why I hated the fact that everyone the pastor his pastor friend and people on their show were trying to force him to stay in a relationship that he himself didn't want to be in but at this point he has made it abundantly clear I agree how he feels yeah. like yes he is waffling yes he isn't like he's no saint but um I think like no one wants to be the bad guy in their own story so he is going to tell himself whatever he needs to tell himself to like be okay and he's got multiple excuses and 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 whatever fine that's good for you man do what you want to do but the way that she was talking to all the other contest um, participants of the experiment <laughs> and how like you know this is the relationship is no longer what uh it's no not longer for serving me, me. no mm -hmm. longer serving that sounds like something a therapist said to her 100 sure. <laughs> percent. 
Um, so, like, go from that to then trying to... Like, she's not even being consistent with herself at well, this point. Well, yes, which I understand. And, I, but again, I think that we're missing part of the puzzle there. I'm just saying, I don't know about you guys, but I've been in past relationships where I saw red flags and I still waited. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it just... I don't know. I mean, I think we've all been there where it's like, we have to find our strength to actually follow through with what we know we should do, right? Because like, we've all been in a situation where we probably know we shouldn't be in and we're just kind of waiting around to see maybe it'll change. And I think this is where she's in right now. Yeah. I think also though, we're seeing though that she has to, she has to build up strength. And I don't think she really has that backbone and self-worth for herself to be able to be like, all right, I know this is not for me. Therefore, I'm holding to what I said before, and this is done. And I think she's still finding that. Yeah. And I think she'll find it by the end of the season. I'm not really worried about that. But all I'm trying to say is I think at this point, she isn't completely ready to make that decision yet. Because the minute that the decision wasn't made for her, then she was back in, you know. But like, there's a lot (laughs) of disagrees. No, no, I understand. I get it. I think it's just, like, I think the, like, I I get why, uh, like, the optics of me blaming her is not great or giving her responsibility. No, it's not like saying. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I fully, I know that's not what you're saying. But, like, I, I I get that, like, the easy thing to do is, like, you know, she's to, to give to treat her as if she's being abused in this situation like i get and then we've seen comments of people say like i think she's being abused and stuff like that like i don't know if that's the case blah 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 we're not there but it just like there has to be some like i don't think she's this damsel in distress that everyone keeps on thinking i think she's a badass person Mm -hmm. who has like she has accomplished quite a bit in her life she has shown time and time again that she is very smart and and able to process the situation so when a person who i view as smart and intelligent is making decisions that are not that that's where i go okay you're you're acting out of fear and i think that's why i'm so like it feels Mm -hmm. like she's acting out of fear of being labeled a divorcee than making the right mm. logical decision for herself yeah. and that i have a hard time respecting like if mm. if you want if you know it's wrong and you know that it's time for it to end like yes you're, you're right we've all been there but we weren't in these weren't marriages i'm assuming these weren't uh <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a pastor friend come on the show and actually <laughs> <laughs> she was engaged. engaged 50 times <laughs> How's that even possible? You just do an engagement every week or something? Girl's <laughs> been busy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really wish her like, like come on. After this show, so many people are going to be in those DMs now. Like, <laughs> For sure, but it's hard. It, it's probably hard to imagine that when you're in it. Just the same way ooh. when like, you know, you're go going to see a breakup coming soon. You're just like, ah, uh, you can't even yeah. imagine dating again because it's just like well and, and even like i think there is some element of embarrassment there too it's like oh i gotta tell everybody we broke up and then i gotta definitely, explain how we broke definitely. up and they're gonna tell me we shouldn't have broken up and then you know it's like and then in this i think though there is some element of shame there where she's like oh, i don't want to be labeled as a divorcee well you know what girl like it's not the end of the world hey it's not the worst yeah 
It is what it is. It is <laughs> what it is. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, if if he wanted to make it work, I'd be totally fine. But, like, we know he wants to make it work for, like, mm-hmm. the night. And then we'll, tomorrow morning, wake up and we'll be like, see. uh, you ugly. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like this. Okay. Wow. He can't sit still, which I get I have that problem as well. But he's just, like... <sighs> he does it to the degree of, like... I saw this video of like a guy who was um, basically doing a parody of his toddler, how they eat when they're watching TV. So he like takes a bite and then he's like leaning over the coffee table and then he like does a somersault on the couch and is upside down and then like gets another bite, like runs out, <laughs> comes back. And I'm like, that is exactly how Chris just has a conversation with people. Like he's sitting back, he's slumping, he's adjusting, he's got his hands all over his face. I'm like, this is COVID times. So you cannot be touching your face like that. True. <laughs> true no, oh, no lies so were told funny. yeah <laughs> also like i like defend the guys typically on our recordings and mm-hmm. you're so crappy i was able to defend zach okay for multiple episodes and chris you're so crappy i can't even do that like <laughs> i can't i want to be on your side i think you're overestimating how successfully you defended zach during that wow. time <laughs> i'm just saying yeah. let's move Come on over on. to virginia and eric so I, some stuff happened with them, but I want to start with the fact that Eric was out of town for work for a couple of days. And while he was gone, apparently Virginia didn't feel like she was getting enough text updates as she would have wished for. I want to know what you guys think about that irony. Oh, that was just so immature. Like she was annoyed. She wasn't getting enough attention. And then she's upset. Now he's going to be gone. I'm like, you were gone for your friend's wedding and you didn't want to text him like how childish (laughs) i'm more disappointed in him like if you know that this is your thing that you want to get every two hours a message like you can't like you have to do that as well you know like yeah exactly you got to lead by example especially since he likes to say i've done this marriage thing before i know oh my gosh that's his line (laughs) And he's looking for someone who can handle his career. He's always putting it on. He's always phrasing it that way, which really bothers me. It's like, well, it's just a factor. It's not like, can you handle me in my big career? It's like, well, it's it's a partially long distance relationship. That's a factor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just Mm -hmm. like I just loved so much how they both failed to put themselves Mm -hmm. in the other's position both times. So like, yeah. while Virginia's at home, just kind of chilling and like, you know, working and coming home, she drinking. was clearly like a little lonely, <laughs> drinking maybe, a uh, little lonely and missed him and you know, like one of those updates and stuff because yeah, she was in yeah. their place. And when right. he was home, he was like lonely and wanted to see how she was doing <laughs> and worried that she's out with her friends and having a good time and he's out there oh. flying around. And like, it, they both were just, uh Oh, yeah. The, the irony of that was so beautiful to me. I was like, thank you both for being oblivious to how the other <laughs> might feel when you have felt yeah. the exact same way. Yeah. Man, so congratulations. Been, mm-hmm. I've been very cynical this podcast so far. I gotta like... I mean... I gotta be nicer. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm leaning into it too. <laughs> this, is not a, this is very off-brand for us. It was a long day at work today. I just... Well, you know what? <laughs> Chris has great guitar skills i think oh, that eric? sorry eric <laughs> oh i was gosh, like i'm so I missed sorry that scene. 
Uh, so sorry. I'm sorry, people listening to this. Chris cannot play guitar. Let's get that out the way. Um, but yeah, Eric was. I think that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Did, I, did I mispronounce his name again? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that was good. Uh, he had the lights on. That was interesting. He was trying to serenade. <laughs> he had club lights on. <laughs> he was trying. Even the dinner, like he's like, I want to do a special mm-hmm. dinner or like, a date for her yeah, and everything. He was ready to risk it mm-hmm. all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you risk it all for your wife? Is that how that works? I mean, he was about to say I love you. She could have said no, or I don't know, been awkward about it. Said thank you. Worst of all. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. yeah. I'm glad that you feel that way. <laughs> And that was pretty cute. So, like, the, I think, like, mm-hmm. it seemed from Virginia's face, that's all she needed to hear. Because she's leading up with, like, so many nerves and she's just stressed about everything they're talking about. And then she's like, oh, okay, it's all great. I also think, like, when they had the little cards that were dropped off that prompted them to talk about love. One of the things that definitely threw up some red flags for Virginia mm-hmm. was that he described love as basically what he felt with his ex-wife and has since compared all his relationships and the feelings that he has in them to that as a judge of like if it's good or not or if it is love or not um what do you think about that idea that comparison um for that conversation it kind of made sense that he compared love to his ex-wife because he seems to be comparing everything to his previous marriage and just like he got to he had the answers that's just i don't know one of all first of all it's arrogant secondly it's like dangerous that love out of that previous marriage developed you know authentically i'm guessing where it's like hey you don't know where it's going you're kind of you're leaning into it you're trying Mm -hmm. you're giving your all you can't expect everything to be what your six-year marriage was after two weeks of this new marriage And it kind of seems like that. And that frustrated me a little bit because it's like not even giving it a chance in a way to let it grow out the first time. Um, And then the other thing, too, is I'm starting to realize that her responses sometimes sometimes annoy me. She would just say, oh, I'm like, that makes me very anxious and that gives me a lot of anxiety. But like she just keeps repeating that and never explains it. She like has no way of relaying to him what part of that gave her anxiety, why it gave her anxiety, and it's like, you're giving him nothing to go off of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that it's a difficult thing to answer, um, that question. Like, I think I'll, if most of us were in that situation, like, the answer would be, probably not as well thought out as we would like it's probably gonna be like um when i think about you more than i think about myself like that might be what vincent (laughs) that's what someone said i think (laughs) yeah like it's like that type of answer where it's just like a nothing answer Mm um i weirdly like uh what was this i think it was the scene where it's pastor cow and uh ryan where like like it Pastor Cal like summarized it perfectly. I feel like everyone should just play that clip where he's like, it's a decision and you're deciding to be with this person. You're deciding to like, it's not, you don't fall into it. You're choosing to do that. Mm -hmm. And um, 
and like you know i i i think that's i actually honestly before the show and i don't know if i even fully understood the concept of love i feel like it was just like it felt like stuff you would say in like rom-coms and stuff like that like it's just like i like if i care if you care about someone deeply like that's kind of it like i don't know what the difference is between that and love really so um so yeah i i say that to say i think he was also kind of having a difficult time answering that and like clearly he loved his wife his previous wife for them to <laughs> have been together for that long and so i think he was trying to say that but then of course then it sounds awful like like you said it sounds like you're comparing everything to that and then weirdly he goes no i'm not comparing everything to that it's like that's exactly what you said <laughs> like you're, mm -hmm. you're contradicting mm -hmm. yourself but um yeah i i get it i yeah ashley what do you think <laughs> do you i just feel? feel like i mean how we've talked about this how uh pastor cal talks about it being a decision and an action that love mm -hmm. is a verb and it's all the little things that add up into um that whole concept i think it's really unfair for him a little bit it seems like he just hasn't really like explored that very much to be like the way i felt yeah. with my ex-wife like you're talking mm -hmm. about six years of an accumulation of exactly. feelings and experiences and growth and actions like millions of little actions of mm -hmm. you know love as the verb and then comparing that feeling to how you feel with someone who you've maybe gone on a couple of dates with or hung out with yeah. for a little bit or been friends with for a little while, like you haven't built that yet. And so mm -hmm. it seems super naive to me to be like, well, like according to that standard, everything will fail because you're expecting it to, you know, in the beginning feel what it's going to feel like after the mm -hmm. accumulation of all of that. Like that's just never going to work. It's like, well, I'm never going to invest yeah. because I don't have $6 million yet. Well, it's like, well, yeah, if you never invest, there's no possibility for you to have $6 million this way. <laughs> so like, mm -hmm. good luck. Um, so I, and I agree what you're saying, Mabel, about like Virginia being like, oh, that makes me anxious. Like for one, I think that's good that she can at least verbalize that, that yeah. like, oh, this is how I'm feeling. But like, she really doesn't go into it that much of, it's just like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. It's like she's throwing out her little like <laughs> alarms are blaring, like get me out of yeah. this situation. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Make it okay. Make it okay. And mm -hmm. she talks about running a lot and like kind of being um, quick to leave a relationship if she feels uncomfortable. And I think this is a very good exercise for her. And like, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Like mm -hmm. your life is not being threatened. Just sit in it for a minute. Let's see what happens. Which it might be okay, like, or it might be enough, I should say, eventually for her to say, hey, I'm anxious and he'll pick it up. But like right now, he still needs to learn what that means. Right, exactly. You. Yeah, that's a great way of saying it. Yeah, it's too early for him to know what that means right. at mm -hmm. this point. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Can I ask you two, how did you two know you were in love? I'm going to let you start with that, Agu. Uh-oh. No, that's fine. Just put me in the situation. If you don't want to include this, that's totally fine. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, so I think it's the 
watch me stumble and <laughs> try to think of I think it it was the it was clear because it like it didn't feel like work us being together mm -hmm. it just felt um like it just it felt like my default if that makes any sense like like uh it, you know like other situations you're like oh i'm in this for just a little bit now it will be okay and i think typically i'm like one of those people who will like grind out situations and you know, like oh i hate this but i'll be fine i'll just i'll bear and grin it for another week or another year or something crazy like that and with us it was like oh no this is like this feels really nice and i'm like happy that <laughs> i get to experience all these different things with you and it felt more like a partnership than i think i've ever had in any of our any of my previous relationships where um sometimes it felt like i was like the eric of the situation where it's like oh like a weird like it just it felt unequal and then mm. other times it felt like a chore and like and with our relationship at that point oh now <laughs> but when we said that like it I think it became very clear to me that um it was just a really really great situation and I didn't get like the butterflies or anything like that but it was more of the um it's kind of like when you kind of stop and like there's just like still and everything is just calm and then looking around and being like, oh, this is like really good. This is a really good situation. And <laughs> um, so that was, I don't know if that made any sense, but that was like the, <laughs> my thought process. Um, and that's how I knew. But uh, yeah, I'll let. That was really nice. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, for me, there was like a very particular weekend um that we had together where we went to um there's this like apple orchard that's not too far away from here it was like fall and we had just spent the whole day like doing all those activities and we got donuts and we call it basic <laughs> weekend because it's like you know like the white girls with psl and a you know plaid shirt and the whatever mm -hmm. boots on and stuff um, so we do that every year this week or this past year. We're basic every year. <laughs> <laughs> the only year we weren't able to do it was this past year because of COVID. Thanks a lot, COVID. Um, but yeah, we were just like outside all day and like just doing all these different things. And it just felt, yeah, similarly, I just felt like I could be myself and I didn't have to like, I don't know, like high different parts of myself that I have in past relationships. And I just, I don't know. It just felt like I was like teaming up with someone who is like just making life better in all the ways. <laughs> and mm -hmm. like, I think we're very opposite in a lot of ways. And I, I saw all those things as like all these ways that we complement each other and the way that we can make each other better. And like this, like just really, really cool team that can do a lot of like cool stuff in life. And I don't know. I just kind of, it just kind of came over me. I was like, it's time. I'm just going to tell him. And then like, I, 
I told you first, and then he said the next morning he was planning on telling me himself. So like, like I legit was <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. like do this big, like I was gonna make it special, and in the morning, and and we're having breakfast, and Aww. she stole it from me, but it's fine. <laughs> I didn't mean to. That's it's adorable. <laughs> I can't have anything. Gosh. So during our basic weekend, that one, there was this couple. I'm sure I don't know if we've, if I've mentioned this, but there was this couple. It was husband, wife, and they had like a little baby, and they were all dressed in the same outfit. It was flannel shirt, some blue jeans, and some Tims, and like all of them had that. And like the baby had like little baby Tims with oh him, and you. baby jeans and baby flannel, and I was just like. <laughs> goals out here man goals like cheesy but goals <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's the, mm-hmm. it's a, that's i always remember mm-hmm. that too i remember baby tim's and the the cute moment but yeah can just... i sidetrack us with one last little story yeah. <laughs> that the the minute or the the time that i knew that i wanted to marry a goo which was i was and this was like very early in when we were dating too, mm-hmm. but I was um, taking the year to like just kind of build up things, different projects and things that would like basically look good on a resume and help me like career wise. And one of the things I signed up for and was very nervous about, but was really putting myself out there for was to speak at a conference. And so I was like, kind of on the fence about it and I hadn't really talked to anyone about it and I just like signed up and did it and was like all right this is gonna happen and I told him about it and I was like just so you know I'm gonna be gone this night like could you maybe like watch the dog or something for me and he was just like no like when is it I want to come and it was all the way in Ann Arbor like it was on a week night it was like a weird day and he was just like no I want to be there and we drove out there together and like he helped me like prepare my speech like I had it all like memorized and he was giving me all this feedback And like he was the whole time that I was like up there on that stage, I just kept looking at him and he was just like looking at me and like, like nodding along and like, like clapping and like whatever when he was supposed to. And like just being so goddamn supportive, like I had to be like in the green room for a while and like he was networking with people and I was just like, I've never had anyone and my, all my past experiences of like, partners and even like family have just been like okay cool see you later like have fun like you're on your own and he was just immediately right, like on. no I'm here for it and like after that night I was yeah. like yeah this is my guy oh that was yes. really early wow mm-hmm. so I should have like stepped up a while ago I had no idea okay you did, <laughs> you did. but that that was I, that was a great speech it was really good oh, okay. it was really fun <laughs> very like I'll stop it being was sentimental this... now I'm just got distracted Mabel, you messed up that's now everyone, no one's gonna <laughs> oh, listen this is to on this <laughs> no we need some positive stories we're talking too much about all the drama and made at first sight this is that's fair <laughs> that's fair that's yeah okay what were we talking about again virginia and eric yeah yeah what else did we have I anything have? else to talk about them i don't think i, have I don't have anything else we talked about the guitar him playing the guitar they're gonna end up together and they're gonna be yeah. gross <laughs> together <laughs> It seems like it. <laughs> I just think they're going to be like a little, like, I don't think awkward's the right way to put it, but just like, they have this like mismatch of communication that's like, mm-hmm. it's going to take them a lot, I think, to overcome. I think they're still going to yeah. end up together, but I think it's just like. Yeah. 
they have to figure they it do. out. They do. They also do balance. I get what the experts are trying to do. They they do kind of balance each other out in different ways quite a bit. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I think she's they have 26. a lot to... <laughs> Yeah. I think they just uh, have a lot to learn yeah. from each other. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's mm-hmm. move over to Brianna and Vincent. So I think the first thing that we see with them really is um, them like having the little card and talking about love and what that feels like. And they're both just like hinting around it, dancing around it. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, (laughs) Brianna throws it out there. And did you catch Vincent's reaction when she said that? He was like, like, it was the cutest thing. He was like so taken off guard and was just like, Mm -hmm. you could tell he was just so happy about it. And then he said it back too. I just thought it was the cutest scene. (laughs) I liked it. It was, it was very cute. And like, is that before he brought out the bike and all that stuff? I think was... so. At least that's how they showed it, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. That was an adorable scene. I'm like, oh, these are a bunch of weird words here. Like, also great idea. Like a way to learn a new language. It's like mm-hmm. words of the day. And then it was like bicycle. It's like, oh, that's kind of random. That doesn't really connect with all the. And he comes out <laughs> with the bicycle and. And like it mentioned that he had ordered um, a basket for their for, for cookie. cookie. Yeah. That was cute. <laughs> I was impressed by like how much he listened. Like this was the first day they met and he yeah. was able to retain that to say, hey, I'm going to get her a bike. I'm going to incorporate this cute way for Spanish. I'm like, all right. Look yeah. at you getting the points yeah. for listening. <laughs> it yeah. is very cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she even brought that up in like her one-on-one thing where she was just yeah. like, I just love how he listens. Like that's something I had completely missed that. That's some, that's something they had talked about on their wedding night. I'm like, that's an overwhelming day. Like, how are you going to remember that? And here he comes with his bicicleta for, for sure. her. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. And he like changed the seat out and put on the little glittery things on the spokes. Like he, mm-hmm. oh, that was really mm-hmm. cute. I liked it a lot. It mm-hmm. was. I mean, tag, he is a very, he is very, like, just genuine. Like, he does have his downsides with, I'm sure we'll get to that later, with the just handling embarrassment. But, like, in his, like, he, you just get this feeling that he is a very, very good spirit. A good-spirited mm. individual. Like, just... Yeah, like just I I am in the beginning, uh, I was very hesitant, like it felt like he was saying all the right things and I didn't trust it. But like the more and more we watch them together and just his scenes, I'm like, no, he's just like legit, a really nice, caring person. And, and he feels like he found his person and she found like she feels like mm-hmm. she found hers. And like this isn't Woody and Amani level. I don't want to <laughs> compare them to that, but it's pretty. It's getting there. Like it's a really solid relationship that they have, and uh, mm-hmm. it's very nice. I'm, mm-hmm. We need that, like you said. After all the crap we got with Chris and Paige, like we need some just good wholesome love. <laughs> just some love. The L word. Well, and I think. And as I said since the beginning, his biggest hang-up is perception. Like, he cannot get over that. Just mm-hmm. He's got to make sure to say the right things and come off. I'm just like, dude, just chill out. No one really cares that much. But mm-hmm. for them to just be so into each other is so cute. Like, he's blushing the whole time they're having the conversation. And he's, like, I saying I love you. I'm just like, aww. 
<laughs> it's like blushes so it. much. It's so cute. How do you how you got melanin and blush? I like I feel like I say this every it. episode. It, yeah, it's severe. <laughs> like I just uh, man, I just haven't seen that before. Like I know some pretty light skinned people. They don't blush. Like what's going on here? It's just everybody's different. Yeah, because there's even like just white people I know who don't blush. It doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. Like I can see through to your organs. How can I not? <laughs> Transparent. I can see through your organs. Oh no. <laughs> All right. What else with them? Oh, so then um, they uh, yeah. she surprises him by taking him to a dance class. So she's all dressed up. She's looking cute. She's got her high heels on. She's got a pedicure. Like, she's killing it. And they're going to learn salsa. And Vincent is a little more familiar with bachata. And bachata. he was learning this from scratch just like she was, right? And mm -hmm. she, she threw in a comment there that she used to dance. So I don't know yeah. in what context, but obviously she, like, has some background in, like, being able to pick up new dances, whatever. Um, so... He got a little frustrated during the dance, like trying to figure out the steps and everything. It can be overwhelming. I, mm -hmm. about especially you as somebody I know you like have taken a lot of dance classes, have been in this situation a lot. Like, what what it what was your take on all of that? Even before like he got embarrassed about the salsa dancing, I was assuming like no one's most people are not like perfectionists, right? Like. Mm. there are things you can improve and there are always there are always moments you're probably going to mess up i really was thinking that hey he's probably going to lean into you know his dominicanness and be like hey i'm having fun we're listening to some great music i'm here with um a cuban instructor we have this like hispanic culture vibe going i thought he was just gonna have a lot and, like have mm -hmm. fun with it like it's the atmosphere that makes it more fun and he's just like all about his skill and ability i'm like it's not really about that right now like you're at a lesson with your yeah. wife and it is only you two there is not a stage right now no one cares just have fun with it and most of the time that helps your your dancing when you're not stressed about it which you know some people it's alcohol <laughs> for some people it's not having a crowd and for others it's having like a supportive purpose person there but just like there are moments yeah. when you're gonna mess up. Just let it go. It's fine. Just lean into it, have fun, smile, and it'll be it'll be a great time, even if you do mess up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, just like make have fun with it. Like, you're no one's expecting you to be great at this. Every time I dance, I'm garbage. I'm black, but got no rhythm. It's a it's you're a problem. Not, you shit on yourself so much. You are my family gives me crap on this all the time. You know, it's it it is what it is. But have fun with it like i you know you can't tell me nothing i'm out there just uh hit the dougie y'all you, know, you mm, mm. like just have fun with it and and it was a cool moment with them and and he got embarrassed and yeah about like i think the way you summed it up is spot on like he just it seems like he cannot stand the idea of not looking perfect around his partner i think that that seems to be the issue and you know maybe part of that is like he thinks that she is like the best so he wants to also show the best side of him but 
it's cons- it's concerning to see because like at this age I feel like you should have the the skills to deal with that embarrassment more than he's showing and I get it like you're on camera it seemed like he was a little hot and sweaty so like there's a little bit of shame there and he's not even the first person on the show to like be mad at a dancing class it's always uh, salsa. Amber and Dave. It was also salsa, man. That was the funniest. I think we identified the problem. It's salsa dancing. Salsa. <laughs> <laughs> and, like the, the instructor was throwing out some like a little bit of shade at the, with his comments. Like I think he was trying to be playful with it, but he was like, "Yes, yes, left. That is the foot I told you to use." Like it was a little bit of a, you know, we got we got to go outside. Like we got to deal with this. Like uh, like men or something. Um, but I, I did quotation marks. Are you channeling your inner Chris? <laughs> oh. Do with it like men. Approach me like a man. Approach me like No. <laughs> oh, gosh. We got a lot of great sayings from this season. The, we got mm-hmm. Vincent saying, I don't like to be disrespected. <laughs> <laughs> like he's freaking Al Capone or something out here. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't like, because it feels like she has to like tiptoe on eggshells every time he's embarrassed. And I don't like that either. Like, I don't like that. It's unfortunate. I, I think I just, I feel like there's a lot of layers to what's happening because I can, I can relate to like being in a dance class with uh, a dance you're unfamiliar with. If you're just kind of like a little nervous about it or whatever, um, like getting it, it's it, dancing is something you have to be completely present for. You have to be in the moment. You cannot be thinking about something else. You cannot be whatever, especially when there's like certain steps you got to do. If you're just in the club, like sure, yeah. do whatever you got to do. But like with, with sal- something like salsa, it's kind of technical in that way. Like all the turns right. and like, especially, and like it, I've taken a few classes like way back in the day where I felt way more comfortable like learning the steps as an individual person, not like with a partner and it's a group of people versus when you suddenly have to be with a partner and then you're like mirroring each other. Like it gets very confusing and like takes a little bit to like understand the patterns. And like, once you understand the patterns and you get like the muscle memory, then it becomes very simple. But I think it's like part of that. And I think it's also I think he has all this pressure on himself because he's already talked about liking dancing. He, like, obviously is very proud to be Dominican. And, like, I think he might, like, just be too hard on himself that, like, this is some sort of representation of, like, him as a, like, person and, like, how Dominican he is of, like, can he dance well enough and, like, all this kind of thing. And, like, then being around Brianna, yeah. who, again, is just, like, super hot and, like, doing a great job. <laughs> like, that be really go marry her then gosh <laughs> jeez just kidding <laughs> gosh and also you're you're like being filmed and, and very aware that like your right. family's gonna watch this your friends are gonna watch this this is like out in the world like that's a that's a hell of a lot of pressure especially when you've kind of talked about that being your thing and it's not fair because it's that he's you know bachata is very different from salsa i think like (laughs) it's a very different like step structure from like my limited understanding of it um so i just think i i can understand why he would be overwhelmed also like 
I'm also that way where if I get too hot, like game over, like I need a break. <laughs> and just like cannot deal with it. Agu's nodding. He's like, yeah. Um, no, that's true. But that's I also true. think yeah. that with that, he can develop some skills in like communicating that to her, like yeah. learning to be more present. So like you can try to lighten it up and be like, it's all right. I'm just going to have fun with it kind of a thing. But like that, that takes a while to learn. And I can like totally relate mm-hmm. to that because it me like <laughs> that has been me <laughs> like I yeah it, it can be very scary kind of a thing but I don't think he mm-hmm. handled it particularly well with her and I also felt like she was Agu and I were talking about this when we watched the episode it felt like she was kind of like playing dumb like she didn't really know like yeah. why are you yeah. upset and kind of thing she just kind of kept pushing and I wish that yeah. she had kind of backed off and been like cool let's just like go get some food or let's go like Mm -hmm. somewhere with air conditioning apparently (laughs) or you know and then talk about it later like it doesn't have to be a big deal she did the thing that my mom used to do when i had to like hang out with family and like as a little kid i just was not having a fun time and none of the kids are my mom's like so we're having fun right we're all having fun yes and it's like (laughs) no i want to go home and watch cartoons why am I still here? They smell like cheese. I don't like it here. And like, it just. That's it... what you so, get for hanging out with I... white kids. <laughs> <laughs> Self burn. So, um... <laughs> yeah, um, I, I just. Me <laughs> too. It just it feels like it's something that he can improve on. So for hopefully sure, sure. hopefully he uses this as you know, this isn't I know sometimes people go, Oh, it's just the way I am. Like, no, you can this is something like you're a business person, you're gonna be constantly put in situations that you're not familiar with. And this is a great skill to work and develop and um I, I really hope that's what happens because besides that, like like we said, he is the best. Like he's so mm-hmm. caring, he's so uh, attentive um his friends you can tell like they really really appreciate him and that's probably why like he's such a a good-hearted person so don't let you not like like spilling champagne on yourself should not be a whole two-hour ordeal about leaving the house and you know or like or if you are upset at least be able to vocal like vocalize that hey i need a little bit of time instead he does this like pouty thing where he doesn't say anything it's just so. I think it could be like both of their defaults like he seems to be like hey you gotta guess what I'm thinking yeah. I found that disrespectful and I'm assuming you're supposed to know that and she is super direct and like hey you have to tell me exactly walk me through what's the problem and I'm gonna pretend I don't know and I can't figure it out myself and I don't know I'm wondering like if because we've seen both of them lean into what the other person kind of needs so he's spoken up a little more and she's kind of tried to pick up a little more with being less direct but i think like they maybe jumped back into their default right there and like he Mm -hmm. didn't speak Mm -hmm. and she needed directness Mm -hmm. yeah yeah are you mad yes i'm (laughs) mad (laughs) he's mad give him some space yeah and also it's okay to be mad and like let Mm -hmm. you know give them time to cool down like Right. And like that's, he was that's the thing. The whole time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like he was clearly yeah. just overwhelmed. And I just, uh, yeah. I just, I was like, Brianna, you know what's happening. 
Like, I know you're you're smart lady. You can see what's <laughs> happening. Like, just we don't need to problem solve as this is happening. Right. Like tension is high. <laughs> Let's not do this right now. You know? Yeah. And yeah, just the added pressure of the cameras and stuff too. It was just like, mm-hmm. oh, I wish this would have been. I mean, it's a good learning opportunity, you know? <laughs> we'll just say yeah. that. <laughs> no, I know um, ding against Vincent, but can we put like the clip of, I don't know who the guy is, but like from the Breakfast Club, put respect on my name. <laughs> Birdman, <laughs> put some respect on my name. Oh my god, Birdman. So let's talk about Claire and Ryan. <laughs> so they had their little crafting date where they went and made their mugs. My favorite shot was Ryan making his all perfect and leveling it and standing up to squint at it. And then we get a quick shot over to Clara, the self-proclaimed crafter. And Homegirl has got the lumpiest, bumpiest looking cup I have ever seen oh in my, my life. With some sort of deformed snake is the handle. It's going to fly off in that kiln. Like, what are... Oh, my God. Like, like, has everyone here made them, like, have to do that in elementary school? Or, like, you have mm-hmm. to craft... Like, that's what my cups look like in second and third grade. <laughs> And then, like, you bring it home and your parents have to pretend to use it for a week. Mm. This is great. This, this is really great. Good. Really good. Oh, I should bring this to work with me so other people should show it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll do that. I'll do that right away. Yeah. So be a good yeah. pencil holder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that they started talking about briefly was it seems like they've already kind of agreed that they're going to live in his house. Because I think she's in an apartment or something. So after this whole thing. And so she was talking about her crafting supplies and how that's like crafting is her kind of stress release and all this kind of thing. And that he kind of was thinking that her craft supplies could go in the garage. And that was something that concerned her that she was a little worried about. Like, why wouldn't this be in the house with all the other important things? Because crafting is so important to her. So like, what do you think? I don't know. Like, part of me wanted to think that was a joke. Like, mm-hmm. you're kidding, right? Like, weights are going to go in the house, but the crafting stuff is going to go in the garage. Mm-hmm. But this man uses his weights a lot more than she uses her crafting supplies, clearly. Like, we saw her crafting. Sweat, like, in the kitchen when I'm about to, you know, make some rice and chicken. <laughs> Like, he's, he's working out two hours a day. She's, yeah. like, from what we saw of her skills, she's crafting once every two years or something? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, no, you're right. Yeah, it's it's a bit unfair to say I that, just, for sure. I don't, I don't know if that's But then that again, like, I, like, I guess it shouldn't, I don't know. She did take it a little serious. She's like, oh, you don't think my stuff's important, which, okay, you can kind of maybe argue that, but, like... Mm-hmm. I think we've seen plenty of times before where she can come back and like she kind she has that like she she's not afraid to respond and like stand her ground and, and say what she believes. So like I was kind of expecting her to do that to be like ah yeah okay I'm really gonna put him in the living room. I don't know throw not throw space out there. I mean she was fighting over her donuts though. If, if she was the, <laughs> like in that scene the editors did her dirty with that like it was just like her like scene after scene like blah, blah, blah. i'm like they look delicious but like editors like 
let her live her life. It was it was she funny. She was living her best life. She was happy. And I like cut to him. I'm like, I don't think he was looking as judgy as you're making. Like he brought him, her to a donut shop. What do you think was gonna happen? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, Ashley had, I think you were a little bit. You had different feelings on the scene. I will back off with here. with what scene. With Which the one? donut scene, <laughs> like you just thought that he wasn't oh. handling it the best. I don't know. The donut scene was weird to me because they cut it so strangely. It seemed like they were just trying to be like, Clara likes donuts. Mm. Isn't that hilarious? Like the kind of, mm. the, I don't know why donuts are such a theme. Do you guys remember what season was that? Like seven with Tristan and Mia and she, it was like oh, this yeah. big shameful thing oh. that she liked donuts and like... I just, I just I think it's weird to have a storyline the... around like women liking sweets, and that's like a bad, shameful thing. It's like, every... anyways, it was the Dallas. It was he wore mm. like a donut. He yeah, little underpants like... with the donuts on it, and then he with brought her suspenders. a box of donuts. And it was he has long black and brown hair. Really, uh, really uncomfortable. Tristan, Tristan, yeah, Tristan That was anyways, so I just, awkward. I just don't like this. <laughs> what they're insinuating there very much and like they cut it so much where it was just like he was talking about his like what what makes you motivated kind of a thing it seemed like he wanted to have this whole conversation again the way they cut it made it seem like he was droning on and on and she was just like shoving her face full of donuts which i don't think is what happened (laughs) it was funny to watch because that's like a super cut i'm here for but mm. also, like, I have no idea what that conversation actually was. And then she, like, made some snarky comment about, like, didn't know I signed up for a, a seminar or something. As if he, like, lured her there with donuts and, you know, to sit there and have him, like, you know, tell her how to live her life. So I just, like, I don't know what to take away from that other than mm. uh, kind of a positive thing about Ryan that he's very self-reflective about, like, his um, – it's clear he's thought a lot about these things of, like, why he – does the things he does like why it's important and why he structures his life so rigidly (laughs) in some ways um and why that seems to be important to him and that may be the like a potential red flag from his perspective is that clara is very much the opposite of that of like she seems to prioritize more like living in the moment and being a little bit more um free and Mm -hmm. you know those are both fine ends of the spectrum to be on but like as long as we're not judging the other and meeting in the middle where it counts, like that's fine. So I don't know. Eh. The thing I like thought during that. So the way she made it seem like she loved the donuts. She was like, like her whole face was lighting up as she was eating those donuts. Like she was loving it. Some bomb donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and she's just like in her world like eating donuts and having a good time and tasting all the different flavors and just taking a bite and putting it down like to me that kind of gave him the impression of like i'm going to be stereotypical here but a little bit but like taking a guy to like a football game to be like cool this is something he really loves to do and he totally wants to be in the moment like having fun watching being there don't talk to him about like i don't know yeah. what do you envision your house looking like stuff like that and that's yeah. kind of the impression i got from ryan mm. being like hey i am giving you this opportunity or i'm giving you something you like donuts let's talk about something i like future motivation etc 
And wait a second, like, she's not here. Like, she is in Donut World in her head right now. I want to be in Donut World. <laughs> your analogy's hilarious. So it's like, like, he's watching football, and then, it, like, there's a touchdown. He's like, yeah! And she's like, what's your five-year plan? Like, that's essentially <laughs> what you're... So it's like the other way around. She, like, has a bite and just like, oh, this is so good. And it's like, so what's your investment thesis? <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> Let me eat my donut. <laughs> so growth oriented. <laughs> yeah. Were you saying that her eyes glazed over and she didn't hear? Yes. Things she said? Oh, oh my gosh. My goodness. Don't encourage her. What is the no? No. Just getting started. In <laughs> <laughs> a crispy conversation. But at the same time, though, I mean, it seems like he heard what she was saying about like her yeah. love language being the acts of service thing. Um, that that meant a lot to her. So that was a good, that was a good thing. So I kind of mentioned this being a concern and, and you last episode, last pod, as the kids say, um, and you kind of mentioning it is now as well. I'm, I'm a little concerned that he, I, I think there's the, like, the, the risk of not seeming intelligent if you're very light mm -hmm. and mm -mm. like it's, it's some people perceive that as not being intelligent. Well, I don't perceive her that way. I perceive, perceive her as basically similar to my perspective generally of like all of this is important, but if you don't have fun and, and during the moments, what's the point? And I think that's what she's trying to echo. And, but the way that she's doing it so like him asking and that motivation question the way she answered i know she was doing that in a snarky way but being like yeah i'm motivated to go to work because it pays my bills like that's like that makes you seem kind of shallow and just not deep you know and and I also, like, I probably would have thrown out a snarky answer like that, too, if somebody was trying to ask me questions in between a delicious donut. Um, so I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm worried. As each episode goes by, I get more and more worried that this might be their dynamic. And I guess just overall, I, I really hope that he doesn't perceive her as being shallow and, like, she... I think she's a very intelligent person. Just the way she expresses that is a little different than the way he does. And um, yeah, so I'm just, you know, if they don't work out for other reasons, fine. But I just, I, I don't, I'm really hoping that that isn't the reason because, um, you know, just because she doesn't want to like sit down and go, all right, here's my nine year plan doesn't mm -hmm. mean that she doesn't have the ability to do that you know right so, or be considering um, those things in her own way yeah. exactly and she probably has a different way of showing it i had this in a previous relationship of mine where i was like judged on his scale of success and knowledge basically and mm -hmm. i and the way you're explaining ryan right now i can kind of see that like he has taken a lot of time to think about who he wants to be how he wants to live, where he like wants his life to, you know, part, like play out. Mm -hmm. And he is expecting that and pushing that onto Clara to be like, 
oh, right. that means you should also be at this point in your life because right. I've spent time doing it and that's what we're supposed to be doing. And it's like, mm, good for you, but you don't need to push that <laughs> on somebody else. <laughs> and we saw this in Brett too, where yeah. he was like it, all about paying out that house and like saving money and budgeting exactly. and doing all the things. And like, it is a balance between that and enjoying life <laughs> that you have yeah. to find for yourself and yeah i think they'll get there i just yeah i worry about them uh kind of meeting in the middle because it does seem a little bit like they're sort of dancing around stuff a lot in the scenes that we see of them and like Mm -hmm. they do seem to be more private so maybe like the good stuff's happening like off camera which is fine and great like do whatever you got to do to be comfortable um but we'll see how it plays out i don't know well, let's wrap up with Haley and Jacob. So we had this little like security cam footage or whatever it was about um, Jacob, like straight up asking Haley if she's attracted to him. And she kind of pauses and just kind of says, I don't know. And he comes around the, the little counter and it's just like, <laughs> OK, hurt. well, I it was actually to me like watching that footage and instead of just hearing them talk about it later, I was like, that's hopeful because that actually felt like a level set where they were both being just like really honest with each other. Right. And so he was like, well, I guess if that's, I don't know if, if we're going to be able to make this work if that's not there. And he wasn't saying it in a, it to me, it didn't seem like he was saying it in a mean way or a way that mm. like put it on sure. her or anything, but it was just kind of a, let's look at it for what it is kind of a thing. So now it feels like they're trying to figure out if that's something that is able to grow, that they're willing to put in the time to make grow and give a shot or not. And and then they follow up with the whole thing about her buying him a bunch of clothes and having a fashion show. That's a bit... Um, un- the, like, I, I recommended them doing that. The timing is unfortunate, though. You just said <laughs> he's not attractive, it, and then you're like... It's a little, it's a little yeah. bit much so what were your your thoughts on that whole thing i mean if you really looked at them she wasn't into him this whole time and maybe you know he just needed it told to his face to be like hey yeah i'm not super attracted to you right now but he is kind of trying to force it a little bit too which is a little frustrating i mean this is i don't know how many times now of him saying oh well if the love is not there and da 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 da, like this might not work out, and it's just like, slow down. You've only known each other less than three weeks, and you're developing in this marriage, even though it's still a marriage. Like, but you're still trying to get to know each other, and he just like wants to get to the finish line and wants to there to be love and wants them to be perfect, and him kind of pushing and drilling this in and again and again. It's like you're making it worse. I got the impression from that that in his head he's replayed a million times so in his head it feels like a lot longer he's overthinking it and there's you know been time to soak through it and come you know come through the other side kind of thing right but you need to realize like jacob that in this situation not that much time has elapsed it's been a night and i think that was a good thing that she went over to page to debrief because she was like hey I don't know what they talked about. We don't know what they said, but like a little bit of a reset for her to go talk to somebody else about it, come back, buy the shirts, try to give a little bit more. And then here we are again with like the conversation of you don't find me attractive. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there's a few different things that I'm, I'm noticing with them. The first is we kind of again we've talked about this with Greg and Diana where. Uh, one person taking it slow you kind of have to be very patient and very um it's funny he mentioned like oh i'm not one of the those people to like buy flowers and things like that and i could like see her like die inside because like that's what she needs she needs someone to be overly attentive overly uh expressive about how they feel um but i i also empathize with him i don't you know, it's funny. I'm going to defend Chris now because, you know, I finally have an excuse to do so. But when Chris said that he didn't find her uh, page attractive, you know, maybe not don't have sex with that person and then <laughs> tell them that the next morning. But there were a bunch of people who were watching the show who were mad. Like, how dare you, Chris? You know, you're not good looking yourself. You look like a turtle or whatever. And... It was a specific comment I said, saw that said turtle. I was like, this, I'm not going to forget this. This is really specific. (laughs) Um, But I just, I think this season, we've had three different people basically say, three different couples say that they're not necessarily attracted to the other person. And I think that is a, probably going to be a very common thing in this experiment. Uh, You know, if you're just, there's no it's hard for them to gauge that what the other person is going to find attractive blah 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 so i think for him it's very hurtful and i think that's what he's trying to express like he feels hurt by that and um so uh, to empathize with him there's that but then their conversation where she came back after the fashion show and he was upset that they weren't able to talk more and that she left like that's on him you know like he it seemed like he had this whole conversation in his head that they had that they never had and it's like, <laughs> you know why didn't you tell me this is how you feel because i know you're gonna say this no tell me first <laughs> let me actually react don't tell me how i'm going to react and and i i empathize with her in that situation i think it feels like she's trying to mm, to let the love grow, let the attraction grow. And every time they are in that process, they get into one of these fights that it's just like, like, it's not, it's, I could see that turning people off. Like it's a dumb fight to have. He's not, you know, if if that's, you wanted to spend the evening with her talking about that, let her know, <laughs> you know, don't get mm-hmm. mad the next day. So, um, so, <sighs> I still think that like they're both great people. I think he is for being in this situation. I think a lot of people would not be able to. He's great at at expressing himself, mm-hmm. and I don't know if everyone else on the show would be able to do that. Um, just when he decides to express himself is the problem. You know, he's like waiting a day later. If you could kind of do that in the moment, that'd be great. But that's kind of my overall thoughts on them i think we're seeing a kind of classic example of two people who are expecting the other to read their mind and Mm. also are 
assuming that the other person like knows what they're thinking and then bases all their actions on that. So like if he, Mm -hmm. his whole thing about like, she went to go hang out with Paige for a while and he thought that she would come back. And so they could talk about whatever. And then he, he said something like, well, I sent you a text that would give you an in to be like, Oh, this, this, this. And I'm like, no, that's not, (laughs) you can't hold her to that standard because that's not fair. If you're going to send her a vague text and expect her to behave a certain way and read between the lines, like you're not, what's the point of that? (laughs) Like she's not going to know, like you have to be so clear. You can be clear and explicit and um, very open about things and still be respectful and nice and whatever. Like it, (laughs) that could, you just, you can't expect other people to read your mind. And that's something a lesson I have learned the hard way time and time again. <laughs> and, you know, I think that's a constant skill to be like, yeah. kind of put yourself out there and just be like, this is what I need, or this is what I'm asking of you. And this is whatever, because then if you're being explicitly clear and someone says no, then it's like, well, okay, we got to get ready for plan B then. Like, <laughs> that could be really hard. Um, I don't know. I just feel like they're not being honest with each other in the moment. And so then they're having all these catch-up conversations later about like, well, when you did this, it made me feel this way, so I acted this way, and then you didn't read this thing, and so, and I mean, hey, is someone coming from a family where like literally every interaction you have to read between the lines and try mm-hmm. to figure out what someone wants of you or thinks of you? It's exhausting. Like it's literally <laughs> that has been one of the best things I've learned from therapy of <laughs> just like take people at their at their word of what they're saying and Mm -hmm. if they're if they get upset with you for not reading between the lines that's on them that is completely on them like that's it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and a textbook of all things like i know like (laughs) what are we in high school really i'm supposed to be trying to read like like this is what we got there what's that mean (laughs) like i've like right like we've all had the like you're like trying to decode the text message like does she actually like me i don't know this smiley face what does this mean Mm. yeah i don't know i also like maybe it's editing but it feels like he's always talking about his house and his house is cool it's it's the it's well thought (laughs) Uh, he, he did a good job with it he did a good job with it he made it not his my own. style i'm not even believing your own words right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to be nice it's not my style it's, it seems like a a lovely house nice pool um, we'll say that mm-hmm. nice pool the gym was substantial you know you got the guy that you could beat up um i just i think to to kind of go back to what we're actually talking about i think he just seems like a person who he hasn't said this yet, but I think he's one of those people who needs touch. Like he's a handsy, touchy feely, like huggy type of person. And she is not. And I think that is the biggest issue that they have now is like, because those first two days when she was doing that, she was kind of, as we now know, she was fighting, uh, she was kind of she wasn't acting the way she would normally act she was like all right i gotta i gotta 
do this. I got to hold hands with him and do PDA. And, and now that she's behaving more the way that she's accustomed to behaving, which is not like that, I think he's having a very, very hard time with that. And again, I totally understand. I, I totally get it. I'm a huggy, feely person as well. And I get how that would make you question a lot of the stuff in a relationship if you're accustomed to that type of relationship mm-hmm. and you're not getting it. Um, I just I just think the way that he's going about it is gee, he's like at this point, he's actively turning her away. He's like pushing mm-hmm. her away with these fights. So if the goal is you want to be closer to her, we got to work on how you express your discomfort in the situation. Like it has to be a less antagonistic way of doing that. And, um, you know, I don't think it's, it's, it's not fair that he has to be the one to do this, but if you want to make it work, it's not about who's right or wrong. Like you're going to have to bend a little bit. So, Mm. um, I don't think they're making it. <laughs> that's not looking good. That's a zero. That's a zero out of five for me. <laughs> you still think nobody's gonna stay together? Maybe Vincent and Brianna. Oh, <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, so one, one out of five. Oh. I mean, I just hope they like. So Paige and Chris, I don't think need the reset. I think they'd be done. I think <laughs> Jacob and um, and Haley could better benefit from the reset. Just like, hey, wipe the slate clean. We said what we said. We've done what we've done. Just move forward. Because, like, I mean, I think they just misread each other and take it too seriously. For sure. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Just sometimes the way he, like, it feel. I don't think he thinks he's being antagonistic, but it's just like, mm-hmm. well, you haven't been in a relationship in seven years. Like, it's like there's a way you could say that where it doesn't feel like you're putting me down for that. Right. It, I, I think the the thing is that he talks about facts and she talks about feelings. So mm. he's doing the very procedural, like, this is mm. what happened. This is what I thought would happen. And this is what actually happened. And. Um, and then throws in a little bit of feeling about it. And she's just basically like, I'm uncomfortable. I don't feel comfortable at all. And this is new for me and I'm overwhelmed. And he's just like, according to my logs, this is the time that you came home. Like, it's just like, they're missing each other completely. They are Mm -hmm. in different planes of existence. So I agree. I think a reset for them. And honestly, just a lot of guidance. I think they... This is a great mm-hmm. a great place for the experts to hop in and be like, "Yo, here's what's happening. Yeah. You guys aren't you're you're not doing it wrong. This is just you're doing it for the first time. So here's what we're gonna adjust, and we'll try it. And baby steps, baby steps. Mm-hmm. And it may be the pandemic, but like normally, aren't the experts a little more involved? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with I, that. They don't so show it or my what. theory is that they are, but it's like Zoom calls, right? So it's probably not as great like Mm. they're probably not showing as much of it because that's hard it's not great Mm. tv to have like one person sitting another one zoom and so i i I, i'm hoping that they are interacting with them Mm -hmm. because Paige sounds like every time she talks i'm like you definitely talk to multiple therapists so like she's talking to somebody um but yeah pastor pastor cow 
No, possibly. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we got multiple pastors on the show. I can't. The one with the Jerry curl. That's what you need to. That's all you need to say. I got it. I am okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? Mm. Anything mm. else? I like how much Ryan and Claire are doing their fun crafts. I hope yeah. more of the couple are doing that. Just like have fun, be active, however you can. You know, pandemic. I get it. Just try to be creative, but do something. We're just seeing a lot of people just sitting around doing nothing. Like, fun. <laughs> we are. You're right. It's like we're going to sit around this pool in a guy's backyard. We're going to sit around this donut. We're going to sit around. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. It's a lot of a lot of sitting. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us for this recap of episode nine. Um, join us next week as we cover episode 10. You can... Um, catch this episode on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Please go follow us on Instagram at Cup of Three Podcast. And yeah, please, you know, send us a message, comment, whatever. Let us know what you're thinking about this season. There's a lot. <laughs> so we want to hear from you guys too. Um, all right. So you guys, till next time. Goodbye. See ya. If you're Chris, reach out. We want to talk to you. We want to hear your side. <laughs> we don't want to talk to Chris. <laughs>